0: Taking on the scary and daunting task of immigrating to a new country in search of a better life is something Papadia, founder and president of the African Leadership Group, knows firsthand. You'll hear how he's using his experience and his belief that we are all capable of helping each other to help thousands live the American dream on this episode of Making Our World Better. Welcome to the Making Our World Better podcast where you will find motivation and encouragement through lively conversations with inspirational people who every day are making our world a better place. Now, here's your host, Jay Clark. Welcome to the podcast. I am Jay Clark, and I am honored to have a conversation with Papa Dia, founder and president of the African Leadership Group. The ALG is an advocacy organization dedicated to improving the quality of life for African immigrants and members of the diaspora. Through social, economic, and educational empowerment programs, the ALG helps families successfully integrate into their local community. A native of Senegal, Papa immigrated to Denver in 1998, so he knows firsthand the challenges and struggles African immigrants face. He used his first job, stocking books, to teach himself how to read, write, and speak English. Awesome. Beginning with an entry-level position at a local bank, Over the next 17 years, Papa climbed the ranks to ultimately become a regional vice president. In 2017, Papa left his banking career to focus his attention on running and growing the ALG. And I can't wait to dig into it and learn more about it. Papa, welcome and thank you so
1: much for joining me. Jay, thank you so much for having me and uh, giving us the honor to come to your show to share the background and the work we do in the community. Thank you. Awesome. Well, let's start
0: simple. And how would you describe the African leadership group to somebody that doesn't know anything
1: about it? Yes, the the, the, the way the best way to describe it, I'll start with two quotes that uh, we, we believe in. The first one is, if you are not at the table, you are on the menu. <laughs> and the second thing is, if you are a smart person everywhere in the world, even in Africa, wherever else you go, you're still a smart person. The African leadership group was based and established on those fundamentals because quite often as African immigrants, we can come here highly educated, as you will see, Mm -hmm. PhD holders, doctors. But when we come to America because of the language barrier, the culture barrier, we find ourselves studying all over again and all Mm. those education and experience we have become irrelevant. So uh, as an immigrant myself, as uh, somebody that studied law, when I came to America, I faced the same challenges that forced me to really start my first job here, stocking books at the Target Cover Bookstore, and later start working at the bank and start at an entry level as a bank teller. And all along, I thought maybe this was just me, right? But when I was spending time at the bank, the more I was meeting a lot of Africans, they were working at uh, Adam's Mark Hotel, Bram Plus Hotel, they will come every Friday to cash you a check. And that's how the African Leadership Group was established to really help, you know, uh, facilitate that integration uh, to to help the African immigrants to socially, economically and connect. So those are the fundamentals of the African Leadership Group, and that's the work we do.
0: Well, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about your story, especially, you know, you're studying law and when you came to to Denver, you know, how in 1998, um, you know, talk about the challenges that you faced and, you know, how this really motivated you to, I gotta do something to help people that are gonna follow in my footsteps.
1: Yeah, so Jay, everything started with, uh, you know, uh, with uh, the way I was raised. So I came from a large family. Uh, my mom has 13 kids. My dad has 25. Growing up, uh, growing up, it was, you know, we were poor. Um, but we were happy too because everybody around me, you know, we all looked look alike and had the same challenges. And I, I thought it was a normal way of life. But some of those value that I was taught uh, early on is the value of sharing and caring for each other. So I grew up sharing shoes, sharing clothes. You know, eight of us sleeping um, on, in the same bed. So for me, I grew up with that mentality of just sharing. So uh, when I came to to the United States, I came with those value. I came with those value of looking out for other people and wanting to help other people. So and that's why, as soon as I was able to start working at the bank, I started looking out for other African immigrants. Oh. How can I share with them? you know, the financial literacy for them to understand the value of having a bank account, the value of establishing credit, you know, and some of them, I help them get their first car loan. And for me, not a big deal, right? Those, those are just the normal way, but right. I, I had to tell you also, I had my fair share of challenges before oh, gosh. I got, got there. So, you know, uh, somebody that couldn't speak English and never dealt with the snow. Uh, right. That never dealt with the freezing cold. Yeah, cold weather. So, you know, I went through challenges and and but I I was introduced to mentorship and have people that mentor me and help me. And I felt like it was a responsibility of mine to pay it forward and start helping other people. I mean, looking back you come with
0: those values which is awesome i wish everybody in this country would share them but you it has to be a really pretty scary situation so knowing being having gone through that yourself you had to be have an extra level of empathy for all the folks that you were helping that were trying to do it too right
1: yeah, I, I, like I said, I had my fair share of challenges and struggle and and scare. And, and you know, and when you are in an environment where everything is new, uh, you don't know anybody, um, you know, you wouldn't even know how to take the bus, how you don't know how to get to point A from point A to point B. It was challenging. It, it was extremely challenging. But I was um, fortunate enough that, uh, you know, The bank where I was working, I I connected with other people that was very, very helpful in a sense. And that really allowed me to lay the foundation where, you know, I started learning the basic skill sets. Just to share with you, when I was at the bank, I started as a teller. I couldn't Mm -hmm. tell you the difference between the dime and the nickel. Ah. But people were very patient with me. And to, to, to tell you that every year I was getting a promotion, because what I tell with people, when you grow up in an environment where you are poor, you build skill set, right? You got to figure mm-hmm. out where do I get my next meals from. You got to build people skill. Mm-hmm. So even though you might not call it skills set in that environment because you are a survival environment, mm-hmm. but later on, all those things that I was doing to survive. Became skills in an environment such the United States of America, so all of a sudden I would start. Uh, people start telling me, "Oh, you have sales skill, you have people skills," and it was the first time in my life that people were telling me that I was good at anything other than playing soccer, right? <laughs> and and I, you know I start feeling great. You know I start doing well, and every year I was getting a promotion from being a bank teller, a customer service, a personal banker, all the way becoming a vice president in the banking industry. But but it did not come easy. It, it came with challenges, of course.
0: And, and which, again, puts you in a great position to know exactly what the people you're dealing with have yes. to handle it in front of them. And, you know, I look at, at all the things you guys are doing and all, and all the initiatives and in your programs that And it's so impressive. Everything from health and wellness to home ownership, business development. But all these things didn't happen overnight. So when you first started doing your work with the ALG, you know, how did you choose what to start with?
1: Yeah, and and that's a very good question. But I gotta start by telling you that I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what a nonprofit organization was. All I knew is I wanted to help, and as I mentioned with with those values. So for me, I In fact, I ran the organization 13 years while I was still working at the bank. Wow. So with no fund, no grant, no money, it was just me using the little bit that I have and calling the community to do financial literacy. So for me, I did not go into this knowing exactly what needed, but I went to it meeting the community where they were, you know, to find out what they need. people were coming to me and they needed to find a job, right? I start helping people to become a banker because that the environment that I knew in, people were coming to me, oh, they needed to buy a, to to get a car. So I start helping with that. So the organization is structured and is known to be an organization that that meet the community where they are. So all these things that we put together, it came from the community. It goes back to the community and it's about the community. So they dictate, all the program we run today based on the need that they have.
0: Which is the story of every great nonprofit. I love that. So, you know, I I love one of the awesome initiatives that I was reading a little bit about was the the Afrique, I hope I pronounced this right, the Afrique Impact, yes, where you celebrate the impact of African immigrants and the diaspora on Colorado. So talk a little bit about that impact and how the folks you were working with are really helping making our community better.
1: You know, here, here, is, here is the reality. The reality is we might have the title, or people can call us African immigrant, but this place is home for us, right? This is, oh, this, is where, this is where we call home, because this is where we work, this is where we invest time, this is where our kids are born, this is where we raise our children, and we want to be role model. We want to contribute to the advancement and the development of the great state of Colorado. And for the longest time, I've, uh, I've noticed where the Hispanic community is celebrated with Cinco de Mayo for the right reason. I've noticed for the longest time where the Asian community is celebrated for the right reason. But I've never seen it anywhere where the African immigrant community was celebrated. And I know if... of the time when you take your Uber, the driver is from Africa. When you go to the airport, uh, most of the employees are from Africa. We we are employers, we are employees, we pay taxes. I mean, everything that contributes to the advancement of this great state of Colorado. So we we play a role. And I, I told myself, well, in order for people to celebrate you, you gotta start by celebrating yourself. So that's how the idea started where we wanted to take a lot of pride into I love it. our contribution and, and, and we've been celebrating it since 2016. And every year we celebrate Africa Impact and gotten to the point where we started with a half a day, but now it lasts the entire month of August. We brought in a president from Africa. We 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 you know keep working on establishing the bridge between Colorado and Africa. So to the point where the governor of Colorado has issued a proclamation to, uh, oh. to make August the African Immigrant Month. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Well, I, I, you know, I think it's a great um, learning thing. It's, it's a great learning thing for me to look at this mindset. This is your home now. You know, we,
1: we even uh, have one of our initiatives called Breaking Barriers and Building Bridges. Mm-hmm. So I want to give, give you an example, um, you know, uh, because part of the vision is to help facilitate the professional integration of the African diaspora by connecting cultures. So we are aware and conscious with the fact that as African immigrant, if we want to be professionally integrated into the American society, we need to work with people from this great nation. In fact, if we are here and able to do all the work that we do, there's a lot of people that had laid the groundwork, right? Right. The black community and also the other communities that welcome us with open arm. Mm-hmm. So we owe it to those people f- also for us to create an environment that's inclusive. Right. So for us to learn from them and create an environment where they can learn from us. I want to give you this example with the Breaking Barrier initiative where we create setting where as African immigrants, we engage with the Caucasian community. We engage with the Hispanic community. We engage with the African-American community. And there was one workshop that we were doing, and this was breaking barriers and building bridges between the Black community and the African immigrant community. The facilitator asked us, if you were born in the diaspora, stay on this side. If you were born in America, stay on this side. So, Jay, my own children and I, we were standing in two different lines. Uh-huh because they were born here, right? right? Right. I may I might identify myself as an African immigrant, but my children, they identify themselves as American, period. So it tells us that it doesn't matter who we are, where we're from, what we look like, we're all human beings. And that's why I love your show, you know, how to make the world a better place, because the more we can come together, the more we can work together, we all play our part in making the world a better place for all of us.
0: It's true, and and some of the divisions in the, in the world are are heartbreaking, and that's why it's great that organizations like yours are are working hard to break down those barriers. Um, but talk about some of the really valuable lessons that you learned, you know, in in your journey uh, from working at the bank that have really helped you with building the the, the organization that is has become the ALG.
1: So for me, everything evolved around leadership, right? As an organization and as a community, for the longest time, people have a tendency to identify our problem, identify the solution, and tell us how to implement it without including us into the conversation. So for me, one of the most valuable lessons that I've learned and continue to learn is how do I grow be the best leader that I can be, but how do I create leaders around me? Right, right. And that's why we strongly believe that if you are not at the table, you are on the menu. Because we witness it many times where we don't have a seat at the table. Right. People are discussing issues that are relevant to who we are and to our life, and we have no part of the conversation. Right. For me, uh, you know, creating that pipeline of leaders, creating the platform where we can engage into this conversation that's relevant, not just to us, but to Colorado as a whole, mm-hmm. is very important. And that's how we created also a Leadership Africa program because the program, the program we run, we have a English class, we have a public speaking class, and we have a Leadership Africa program. It's for nine months long wow. where we really coach them and teach them around being a leader, around being civically engaged. And Jay, because of that program uh, we started two years ago, today we have the first African immigrant serving in Aura Public School Board of Director as ah, a board of director. That's awesome. So now we keep working on really having representation across mm-hmm. the board. Maybe one day we'll have a mayor from Africa. Or we have, and and that's what we need to see more often, where people that are impacted one way or another to have a seat at the decision table and to take part of the discussion.
0: Well, one reason I love that so much is because you know, as much as we would like to, you and I aren't going to be around forever and you have to prepare that next generation and I see that in a lot of nonprofits that that some of the succession planning and you know, what are you going to do after your great leader steps away? You're already preparing for that with with this kind of program, right?
1: Yes. And it goes to the same thing, like how do we build the generational wealth? Right. Right. Uh, we came, we came from an environment where there's no credit system, right? We mm-hmm. don't know, you know, you have cash, you buy, you know, uh, if you don't have the money, you can't afford it. But here we are in an environment where there's something we call credit system. There's something we call borrowing and paying back over time. Yeah. How do we create that financial literacy program where people can really buy into those things and be involved and start building their generational wealth, starting by owning a home. Mm -hmm. You know, we know that also in America, owning a business is part of just what contributes to the economic development of the country. How do we make sure as immigrants we know how to put together a business plan? How do you agree so your business with the Secretary of State? How do you get your tax ID number? So with that, we also have an entrepreneurship classes we run to prepare people so to awesome. start their own business. So, and, and, you know, and that's why we are so proud to be the organization that's always meeting the community where they are and address those issues together.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, I look at your list of funders and the folks that are supporting you, and it really is an A-list of awesome organizations uh, who really just don't invest in just anybody. You really have to be up at a certain level, so um, which is awesome. But when you first started the ALG 15 years ago, did you ever really envision it being to the point where it is today?
1: No, I I have to admit that I never envisioned that, but this is a time that I wanna use this opportunity to thank the Walton Family Foundation because after 13 years doing the work uh, without funding, they are the first foundation that believe into the work that I do and invested in me. And that's when I was able to leave the bank to do this work full time. So uh, for me, uh, I never envisioned that uh, first and foremost, I will be able to do this full time and get paid and also be able to provide employment to other, to other people to do the work. So for me, it's not just a dream coming true, but I'm just proud to have an impact in the community and to do it together and to be engaging with the governor, with all the elected officials and to play our role, but also to to bring a Colorado community, right? This yeah. is not just the African community. This is not right. just the black community. We believe into building one strong community where we can come together and you are doing your part, inviting me in your show. And And I think if we all do our part, we'll make the world a better place for we'll everyone.
0: Make the world better, for sure. But, you know, the great part about it, which I think is the point I'm trying to make, is that having these types of organizations back you is just brings such a great level of credibility to what you're doing. It's, it's awesome. So talk a little bit about what you've seen as far as you know, major changes you've seen uh, in the folks that you've been working with over the last 15 years?
1: You know, uh, the pandemic has transformed our lives, all of yeah. us, and and everything we do, um, it just has, has changes. I thought before we get to the pandemic, I thought, oh, yes, I've you know, I've done everything that I could do. This is great. <laughs> and, uh, and the pandemic hit and all of a sudden we are facing wheeze a lot of challenges. First and foremost, we lost a lot of people, uh, from our community and the community at large because of, uh, you know, lack to access to, to healthcare and for whatever reason and education and things like okay. that. So, you know, for me and, and early on, as you know, while we were waiting for vaccination, a lot of family were impacted. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when we were faced the time where nobody could go to work and, Right. And having access to food was a challenge. Uh, we, as an organization, we roll up our sleeve and was driving from house to house to do meal distribution. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even the kids, uh, when they were doing this online schooling, uh, where the parents were faced with the choice of quitting their job to stay home or leave their kids unattended, so we opened our office and start running a pandemic school where parents were dropping oh, their kids over there. Awesome. So for me, I mean, it goes on and on and on, but one good thing, if I can name it to the pandemic, it allows us to come together as one community, right? Because this is, one disease that was not making a discrimination at all. It doesn't matter what your background is and <laughs> what you look like. We all could be impacted one way or another. It kind of really forced us to to come together. For me, the three, four years of pandemic really kind of brought us together really as a community, but allow us to have a bigger impact where we are literally saving lives. Uh, yeah. Pretty much what it was.
0: Yeah. Well, and and talking kind of along the same lines, do you have any uh, favorite success stories uh, that you can share? I'm sure it's hard to narrow it down to one or two, but do you have any any that really stand out that you're super proud of?
1: Yeah, a uh, couple of things that I'm very, very proud of. One of is, uh, you know, uh, community members that uh, never thought they could afford to buy a home. Right. We have. Uh, but through our home ownership program, we were able to help a lot of people actually to uh, to fix their credit, uh, go through the process, and now they are homeowners. Wow. Now they are homeowners. The American dream, I love it. The American dream. And another thing that we are very proud of is, you know, our entrepreneurship class, uh, to, to see some of these people that really had all this idea about starting a business, but never knew how to start it. Today, right. now they run their they run their own company. Uh, they 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 create jobs and 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 they make a living themselves. Oh, great! Uh, to also have our own Dr. Ann Kiki run for office and be able to be the first African immigrant to serve our Aura public school board of directors, something we're very very proud about. And also, and that representation uh, is is so critical. Oh, it's, it's it's critical. It is it is critical. And she came number one on her race. So. Nice. You know, uh, that was good. So, we also have a community member uh, that facilitate our public speaking class. We call him Professor Majama. But throughout the journey of, of, of being involved, so he wrote his first book, Faded to Win. Saw that. Yes, yeah, the seventh step of, of, of meaningful success. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And, and so fantastic. Also, you know, for us to have the governor of Colorado to issue the honorary proclamation to make uh, the month of August the African Immigrant Month. That's I mean, awesome. You know, I recently come back from Africa where I took a delegation of uh, the Denver Botanic Garden and the Arvada Center. Uh, you know, working with the mayor of Denver where we are working on having the direct flight from Denver to Africa. Mm. I mean, a lot of impact story due to the work that we do.
0: That's fantastic. So what is it that
1: really keeps you excited uh, about the future of the ALG? You know, Jay, one thing that keeps me excited, as you know, uh, every year when we do Africa Impact, it comes with a theme. And this year, the theme is breaking barriers and building bridges among all Americans. Love it. So for me, that's something that keeps me excited where as an organization, we have the opportunity to participate into what's bringing all Americans together. We've been working on this for the last seven years, making baby steps. But for me, that's one thing I look forward to when we come during the month of August, where we have all communities coming together and where we celebrate each other. This because we are human beings. So the more I think about it, the more I have a smile on my face, That's fantastic. Uh, you know, and, and for me, I think we owe it to our children uh, to, to do our part for all of us to come together. It could be as little as what you're doing. It could be as little as going, having breaking bread with somebody that do not look that doesn't look like you that you don't know, just little things like that. But for me, that celebration in August, that's something that uh, I look forward to. It keeps me excited.
0: That's fantastic. Well, as as we wind down here, I've just got a few left. But one I always love to ask is, what is something you will read, listen to, or watch today?
1: I am a big fan of the law of attraction. I'm a big fan of uh, you are exactly what your thoughts are. So there's this book that I love, it's called The Secret. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm -hmm. So um, that's something, anytime that I'm doubting about things or I'm not clear about things and I'm not connected with things, I go back to The Secret where I really apply and practice the law of attraction and get a chance to live and experience things before they happen in reality. Awesome.
0: So tell me who has been uh, a role model for you in your career and in, in, in building up the ALG.
1: I'm a firm believer that whoever we are today or whatever we are doing today, there's something in our past that explains. Agreed. Um, for me, my role model on everything that I do today, it has to be my mother uh you know raising 13 children. Uh I still don't know how she did it. And yeah. wow. I, I, I only have three and I struggle. <laughs> and so uh you know I, I just got back from home two weeks ago and 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 I see her she's very strong and it doesn't matter how challenging things were for us, but she's she always has a smile and on her face you could never see on her face that things were so bad and later to realize actually actually they were bad but yeah. so for me for me um she's my role model and my live my life you know with everything that i've learned from her being positive and being a believer and also always be willing to to help and make a difference because that's what she's done and continue to do her entire life
0: yeah That's awesome. Well, we're all mama's boys, right?
1: Yes, we all are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you were to point out an organization that you've crossed paths with or that's helped you that you really admire, who would that be?
1: There is quite a few uh, throughout the journey of the African leadership group uh, that really help elevate, uh, you know, the, the work that we do through strong partnership. And one of them is the NAACP uh you know uh and I have a especially with their Aura chapter have a strong partnership into just you know helping and elevating people uh the Denver Botanic Garden uh is another organization that the CEO of Brand Vogue just gave me a key to the garden where you know it's a it's a home for us we we do all our event and That's activities awesome. uh the Alvada Center it's another organization to the point they travel with me all the way to Africa. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of other, uh, you know, the governor of Colorado also, uh, you know, all these people believe into the work that we do where we have a very, very solid partnership, not just in words, but in action. Right. Right. Where anytime that we needed something, they are there. Um, and I don't know Jay if you know this. Recently, we we also had a horrific incident, I don't know if you heard it, where we uh, had we lost five precious lives onto into a house that uh, it's a crime where they set one of the houses on fire and and and, and so and just horrific. But we felt the entire state of Colorado around us and, and supporting us and, and and helping us through this process. I know we're still going through the trial, but uh, you know, those moments of support that we got from the entire state of Colorado, it's gonna be something that's gonna remain with us forever and we are extremely grateful. So I just wanted to mention that also.
0: Well, my last one is that if somebody wants to learn more about the ALG, support ya, uh, find out all about all the programs you're doing, what's the best way to find y'all?
1: Yes, great. Uh, We are on social media, African Leadership Group Colorado, or you can visit our website, usalg.org, usalg.org, or you can call us at 303-475-5148. We'll be very happy to welcome you to this amazing family. And as we say, the minute you step into one of our program, you are part of the family. I love that. So, you know, and I would look forward to having you, welcoming you and, uh, and also let us know how we can be involved in whatever you have going on so we can contribute also.
0: That's fantastic. Well, Papa, if you ever decide to run for president, make sure to call me so I can contribute <laughs> to your campaign, uh, but keep up the great work. I could, I could not be more impressed
1: with everything that you're doing. Thank you so much for the time. It's truly an honor and look forward also to continue the work together.
0: Thanks for listening to this inspiring conversation with Papa Dia. This podcast has been brought to you by JC Charity Services. We help build great organizations and we'd love to have a conversation about how we can help you. You can learn more at makingourworldbetter.com. You can learn more about Papa Dia and the African Leadership Group at usalg.org and find them on social media. Check the show notes for links. And if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd be grateful if you'd share it with a friend. Until next time, I hope you're inspired to find a way to make our world better.